Hello people, this is Mike Williamson. We're talking this morning about what it means to be saved, what it means to be born again, what exactly is it that makes somebody a Christian. Our Lord Jesus, he used the term born again in the Gospel of John, the third chapter, talking with Nicodemus, who was one of the leaders, if not the top leader of the uh, Jewish religious system. And he said unto Nicodemus, you must be born again. And using Jesus' own analogy of birth, to ask the question, what makes somebody a human being? Well, we can say, for instance, it happens because two people are in love and they have sex. You can say that what leads up to it is a couple's desire to have children. That's what caused it. On the other hand, there are people who don't want to have children that do become pregnant. So what determines whether somebody gets pregnant? What determines whether there's new life there? And what determines uh, in the spirit realm whether somebody is born again? What causes a woman to be pregnant is conception. There has to be conception. I mean, that's obvious. Of course, you know, what's your point? Well, the point is of sexual intercourse itself doesn't guarantee that a woman becomes pregnant. Nor do the desires to have children cause a woman to be pregnant. All those might be factors leading up to it. But the only thing that determines whether a woman is pregnant or whether there's a new life forming is that conception has happened. The sperm and the egg has united. And from then on, life happens whether we want it to or not. And so it is in the uh, spiritual realm. What makes a person born again is not any desire on the person's part, not any amount of uh, hearing sermons, not any amount of going to church. What it takes for somebody to be born again is an act of God, the act of the Spirit of God, uniting with the Word of God inside of a person's spirit, and life being conceived. In order for somebody to be born again, to be saved, to be on their way to heaven, they have to be conceived of the Holy Spirit. Nothing else determines whether a person is a Christian. You must be born again. There is something that must happen to you. There is something that must happen in you. And ultimately, it is not Anything that you do, it is something that God does. And it says if any person is in Christ, he or she is a new creature, is a new creation. This is a new life that didn't exist prior to conception. And the whole issue with Christians is, has there been a spiritual conception? That's it. All the uh, circumstantial events that led up to that are I suppose, part of the whole process, but many people sit in church year after year and hear sermons and are never born again. The Word and the Spirit have not conceived in them. Again, spiritual life is something that God does. It's not something that we do. We didn't have anything to do with our natural birth, and we don't have anything to do with our spiritual birth. It is something that happens to us. Do we consent Yes, we consent. Do you, does a woman consent to being pregnant? Does a man consent to impregnating a woman? Yes. But a man or a woman can consent all they want and never become pregnant. 
something beyond ourselves has to take place in order for pregnancy to occur. It's just a simple biological reality and fact that no amount of desire or lack of desire on our part has anything to do with, or at least has, has, hasn't much to do with, the fact of conception. Again, whether we desire to have children or not is a relatively minor aspect of the whole process. So it is with those that are born again. We can seek God, and we can pray, and we can endeavor to understand and know biblical precepts. But until the Spirit of God illuminates and enters into us through the Word of God, through the Gospel, life, new life, will not happen. And that's essentially the difference between somebody who is saved and somebody who is not saved. It's simply the difference of somebody in whom the Spirit of God has conceived and somebody in whom the Spirit of God has not conceived. That's all it is. It doesn't mean anything. The person's state of being, the person's morality, the person's state of, you know, their ethical beliefs, all that stuff, could be a a wonderful person, could be a thief, could be a robber, could be somebody on death row. None of that stuff matters when it comes to somebody being born again. It's not the spirituality or godliness or supposed godliness or righteousness of a person. Our moral condition has little to do with our salvation other than the fact that if we do recognize that we are sinners, that just goes to show that the Spirit of God has already been working on our hearts, preparing our hearts to receive His Spirit and the Word of God and the Gospel message of salvation and forgiveness of sins and cleansing from all unrighteousness. Conviction is the preliminary work of the Spirit of God on our hearts. It's getting us into condition. It's like the farmer who has to plow his field before he plants the seed. He has to prepare the soil. And so it is with us. God has to prepare the soil of our hearts before he gives the seed. And if we get the seed before our hearts have been plowed, before our hearts have been made ready, if we get the seed before that, it doesn't enter in, it doesn't penetrate, and it just remains on the surface and is lifeless. It's only the ground that has been prepared through plowing, through conviction, made it desperate over its spiritual condition and its rebellious state before God, realizing it is actually an enemy of God and in serious trouble of eternal judgment. That's all the work of God's Spirit preparing the heart to receive the Word. Jesus said, I haven't come to call the righteous, actually the self-righteous, to repentance, but uh, the sinners to repentance. It's only sinners. It's only people that know they're sinners that will be in any condition to receive the gospel and the word of God about forgiveness of sins, about holiness and righteousness, and all the things that are included in the Spirit working on someone's heart. And there are many people, as Jesus said, that believe that they are saved, and on their way to heaven, when that time comes, they will knock on the door and say, Lord, Lord, let us in. And Jesus says, I never knew you. 
there's multitudes of people like this who think that they are okay. And I suppose it's because they're, they've been in church all their lives. They know the Bible backwards and forwards. They do all kinds of religious things and spiritual things, even in the name of Jesus Christ, assuming that all is well with them, when in fact it's not well, because the Spirit of God hasn't penetrated the heart. Well, people, are you trusting in your religious affiliation? Are you trusting in your own worthiness? Are you trusting in your own sense of uh, being a good person? Those are the people, and many other examples that could be given of such people. Those are the people and those are the types whose condition of their heart leaves them follow ground, and the seed doesn't grow and bear fruit. And Jesus said, they will not inherit my kingdom because my life is not in them. I only recognize my life. I only recognize my children. My children have my DNA because my spirit has conceived in them and my spirit grows inside of them. So what's your spiritual DNA? And and it's really not an issue of how good you look because many of us look tragic and yet the spirit of God has conceived in our hearts. It's not our deliverance from sin and habits. That's an ongoing life process. What matters? The only thing, the only question, the only issue is, has the Spirit of God conceived in your hearts? If so, growth is happening. Whether it's slow or whether it's seemingly instantaneous, you have been born again, not of flesh, not of the will of man, but of the will of God, by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God implanted in your hearts. You are impregnated with the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And whether you remain an embryo all of your physical life, or whether you develop to the point where you are so visibly altered and visibly changed into what we recognize as a baby, and then an infant, and then grow into adulthood, Where we are on that process of growth is not so much the issue as is the Spirit of God in us growing. And that life of the Spirit of God grows at different speeds, different time frames in each person. Jesus said that he knows his sheep. He knows who are his and who are not. He is able to identify them because he sees the heart. And he sees the spiritual DNA and those that have the seal of Christ on their foreheads, as in the book of Revelation. Those who have the blood splashed upon the doorposts of their heart. The angels of God see and know those who are Christ and those who are not. Most often we as human beings cannot tell who is and who isn't a child of God. Because as it says in Samuel, in the book of Samuel, God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outside. But God sees the heart. God knows the heart. And it's on that basis that we are either redeemed and saved and a member of his sheepfold. The issue isn't that we know Christ. The issue is that he knows us. For he says to some, depart from me, I don't know you. But a mother recognizes her children. I look at some infant babies, newborn babies, and I can't tell them apart. I have terrible facial recognition skills. 
But God has no such problem. Mothers have no such problem distinguishing their infant, their newborn, from another newborn. They have no such problem. So even though we cannot recognize who is saved and who isn't saved, God can, because they are his children. They are his infants. Some come to him as infants, and some mature into adulthood. But they are all his children. Well, that's it for now. Thank you again for listening. I hope this helps some. I hope it encourages some. And until next time, God's grace, his mercy, and his peace, and his spirit be upon us and in us through his son, Jesus Christ, and the word of the gospel.